What's up, guys? I'm Kelly. I'm the host of Backpedal. We're here. We've reached the end of this, I'll call it a season, the end of this season. It's been a fun learning process for me. I hope you guys have heard some stories, learned something new, thought about something, maybe made you look up a flower or something like that, give something to somebody. But today's episode is going to have a little bit of a seemingly dark theme, but know that it has positive undertones and we'll definitely get there. But something to just kind of jump straight into it, something that I never really was prepared for when I realized I started working in store was how much I'd be working in funerals. And weddings are different and weddings are fun and silly. Weddings and funerals are two of the biggest things we do. But everybody reacts so differently to a funeral. And I figured I would touch on this in a brief final episode because I personally just had a loss in my family and had to go back to Michigan and and was at a funeral and something that meant a lot to me to see was how much my grandma was able to feel like she had some sense of control over something or that something was slightly positive just because of the flower arrangements that we had. She we we had three funeral sprays for my grandfather and they were absolutely beautiful and and it was something that my mom and my grandma and everyone was able to like focus on in such a dark time you know something like something so beautiful that you could just channel all your energy towards just admiring the flowers instead of thinking too much about the sadness and you can choose bright and colorful ones are all simple elegant white ones but I think that little choice and control of the color scheme and style of flowers you want in a time of grief is is sort of this last little effort to feel like we that life isn't fully out of our hands and and that there's something positive to look forward to in any situation but a thing that was interesting about death and flowers in life is, and I'm hoping to still have this interview, hopefully return to it either in the following season or come back and add the interview to this episode, but my, so right now it's me and uh, my the boss Dana normally when I work, it's just the two of us, but uh, when I originally started working there, we had a manager named Aurora um, who has since Uh, left the shop and is pursuing something I'm so, so, so excited for her to be doing, but I know always comes as a shock when I say it out loud to people, but she is back in school pursuing a degree in mortuary science and has a job working at a funeral home here in town. And I opened a Snapchat from her the other day of a little tiny bone, a little chip of a bone in her hand and said, when you almost get Uh, a human's bones in your coffee and that's just something that is like her daily work life now is like human bones and ashes and I just can't I'll never get over that I think because it's something that we're so afraid to talk about death because of its morbidity but to her it's like something beautiful and and intriguing and exciting and like the excitement and passion I have about flowers is how it seems like she feels that the 
funeral home, which I just thought was very fascinating. And, and it's one of those jobs where I remember saying to my boss, well, like, thank God somebody <laughs> genuinely wants to do that because we need people out there to do that. But she has a special suit she puts on and she says there's a a cooler full of <laughs> bodies, like dead bodies. And what I thought was so funny, this visual image of we, so when we finish our arrangements, we put them in the cooler and tag them with the person's name. And then we have to go in and search through the cooler to find the arrangement for whoever it's going out for. And it's sometimes it gets really packed in there. And what was so funny was she said she does the same thing, but with like name tags on dead corpses. <laughs> I guess dead corpses is kind of redundant, but whatever. But but she has a cooler at work too that she goes into and she has to search through all the bodies until she finds the matching name with the order she's looking for. And the idea of smells in both locations is so funny because people always come to the shop and they're like, oh, it smells so good in here. And it's funny because you, we kind of like forget it. Like it just becomes the natural smell. You don't really notice it. And then for her, <laughs> it's like a very pungent horrible smell of dead people but eventually when you're around it for so long you just kind of become used to it and it's no longer something that sticks out but she does say she has to take off her jacket every now and then otherwise the the smell of death will cling to it <laughs> but recently in the past few months I've been having a lot of customers come in specifically for funerals and then having personally just gone through in myself having nothing to do with the planning of it, but just going in attendance was something really interesting because, for example, I had two women come in yesterday and when they initially came in, they were very upset and kind of short with us and and I hate using the word mean, but in comparison to some of our other customers, it felt like that. But then we eventually learned the woman's husband had passed away and it was really important that the flowers were right. I think you can get super specific on on the coffin and on the location and all these things, but those are all s still so serious and flowers are so separate and themselves from death. You know, like they literally represent life. They're blooming, they're growing. You water them, you take care of them. And so... There's, especially when people are grieving, I think flowers are subconsciously something that people will deal, like subtextually deal through things. It's kind of like their last form of closure. I remember we once had three siblings come in and they were, you know, teens, late teens, early 20s, and their mother had passed away. And they were trying to get the flowers for her for the funeral. And to the two sisters, two sisters and a brother, and the two sisters started getting in a really big fight. And one of the girls was like, no, mom, mom needs these flowers. Mom needs, she liked these kinds. She liked the specific kind. And you kind of are a bystander in watching people go through each cycle of grief. And it's our job to normalize it. And so 
I saw these two women come in and they're being kind of rude and it, it it kind of was what I assumed my mom and my grandma must have been like when they were going around and I'm like it's what helped me have patience with them instead of kind of just writing them off as mean customers was I knew something else was there when I saw my family recently I have a cousin Jenny who's a mother and she told it she has two uh young kids I believe they're five and seven I think and possibly younger definitely younger than seven and um she said that a girl at school at her daughter's school was pretty mean to her and the way her mom was choosing to teach her about how to deal with that was to say that you know when someone's mean to you that normally means that they've got something going on and be a little patient with them and I thought to teach just like a young little kid something as powerful as that was very beautiful and I tried to implement it here but we were patient and we stuck around and slowly they started to come around and we were able to calm them down a bit and see them transition from angry and and very stiff to very excited and and grateful and and able to like look around the shop at our products and and laugh and giggle because the products in our store are they could have their whole own episode or podcast on how much (laughs) there's a whole demographic for like silly phrases on on towels and on napkins and people eat it up let me tell you they can't get enough but these women came around and we were able to help them and they were so grateful and Something that's just weird, too, my boss and I talk about is how weird it feels to have to, like, charge people for something like that. Because the order wound up being over $600, and say it was a wedding or something, we'd be so excited and so grateful. But to make the money off of a sad event feels morally conflicting at first, but we have to realize that we are a little bit, like, we are helping them. My boss always says, flowers are a luxury, not a necessity. Like, nobody needs flowers, so we are grateful for anybody that comes through that door and if we can help them with this one last little thing it's the most beautiful feeling and that's why I hope this episode doesn't come off as sad because that's what I've learned from this is it's oddly helped me learn how to process life and death through flowers because it's 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 no longer sad it's like work and that's how I feel like I'm so excited to talk to my old manager, Aurora, about this, is how, when she sees death, how it's not this, like, big, looming, scary thought, but it's just, it's work. It's, you get up in the morning, you put on your outfit, and you go into work, and you, you get dead bodies into, into coffins and into homes, and you help families, and, and I think we need some people out there to at least view death as almost exciting or hopeful in that sense, otherwise there would be no hope with it and and like thinking about that at, at my grandpa's funeral was like there was like a funeral director who you know was very like pretty positive and cheery and and seemed like he knew what he was doing and he had funerals like figured out like the back of his hand and I just think that's really beautiful and and it's helped me a lot and when I was dealing with my grandfather's funeral I just kept staring at the flowers thinking about who made that. And I actually got to go inside the flower shop that made them, which was really exciting. I was I was in a town, a very, very, very small town called Dewajack, Michigan. And it was like one tiny little flower shop in this town. And I went in 
and it was so interesting being in a flower shop in a different place because especially in such a cold city like a cold town what was really interesting was like 90% of the shop was all fake flowers and I just couldn't believe that I was so I went back to my boss and I told her I was so upset but she was like yeah that's a thing that happens in other places and my grandma has a I was was thought she had a bunch of flowers around the house but being back this time I realized they were all fake which was funny but it also made me realize like (laughs) it's to me it's like the idea of when I I, when I've worked jobs where I cleaned dishes all day when you get home the last thing you want to do is like clean dishes so I, I personally do kind of understand why it would be nice to have fake flowers in your home but I personally will always think that right not even personally but just like I have to feel truly feel that getting flowers from a shop will just symbolically mean so much more and impact your life in that much more of a way but yeah being in the shop another thing that was really funny in the shop was there was this little dog in there that just ran around freely which I thought was so cool and man the overlap between dogs and flower shops guys if you don't have have had no interest in anything I've said thus far and don't like flower shops I will I won I don't know why you would listen to this but so if you are listening that means you probably do a little bit and if you do let me tell you the dogs oh my gosh do it for the dogs guys go into flowers for the dogs there was this dog in this flower shop in Michigan that was just so cute and and played around and happy and then yesterday this woman comes in with a little dog named Harley and we bonded immediately. My boss has a a dog named Brutus that comes in. It's the flower shop dog. And there's just nothing more wholesome and heartwarming than like a big dog, bright colored flowers, like the smell of a shop. Somebody told me like two days ago, they said, Kelly, when I picture you working at the flower shop, it's, it's too picturesque. She said, yeah, I feel like you're sitting at a desk surrounded by flowers like daydreaming out a window and you know it's not too far off from the real thing well on like a summer's day that's what it's like but we have mother's day coming up next week guys and boys boy is it getting crazy man people and another thing one more thing that's really interesting is that Everybody orders flowers for Valentine's Day months and months in advance, but everybody forgets about Mother's Day until it happens. Like Valentine's Day, it's like, oh, February 14th, can't forget. And then even me a little bit right now, I'm like, oh, what day is Mother's Day? And that's so sad because I feel like moms should be the ones getting the flowers most of all. But yeah, that's coming up next week. So we're training in store, prepping the shop, moving everything around. We've got so many flowers, so many plants, so many vases. The shop on the outside, it's like in Harry Potter when they are able to put a little spell on the inside to make it super big. Like, it looks teensy outside, and then you go in, and it stretches so far back, and there's so much we can fit in there. My boss is like a legend at rearranging things so that everything fits. I'm like so bad at doing that, like seeing it, I can't. I can't put it into practice. But tying it back a little bit, we got we got dogs, we got <laughs> we got Michigan. We got flowers, but but yeah, 
my boss said and, and she said in the first episode you know that funerals are very sad but they allow for so much room for both creativity and and a chance to bring someone joy and like with weddings people are already excited you know like with weddings people can tend to be upset like they need things very very specifically but at the end of the day like they're getting married they're gonna be excited about it but with funerals you actively have to put in extra work to take someone from being so upset to able to smile for one second and I personally don't normally like receive very many flowers myself and I don't I'm always giving them out and I'm always surrounded by them but it's not something I'm like being gifted a lot I think there's probably a fear from my friends or anybody in life or you know like probably like oh god she's around it all the time why would she (laughs) want more of it or that I would be judgmental of it or something but I still always think they're pretty and and having been on the other side of things at at my own family's funeral and being able to just stare at it and find beauty in something it it really showed me the importance of what we do and why we why we do it and I definitely want to have a whole conversation with Aurora, have you guys meet her uh, and talk about what it would be like to jump from florist to like mortician. And I know that mortician is not the right word. She's working in a funeral home, but I don't know what she knows, but I don't. I will find out when we talk to her and then you guys will as well at the same time. But I always thought that was so funny to just go from flowers into death. But And everyone's always so shocked. But it's like, it's not a far leap. And it makes me almost curious a little bit to accept that challenge. But talking about things coming full circle and the end of things. This will be the final episode of this season. Uh, if some goals I have, maybe just to keep you guys in on the loop, is... Uh, we just got a new designer in, which is like wildly exciting. There's a new character in this this TV series that has become my life. But we got a new designer in. Her name's Grace. Uh, and she seems like a literal boss, like kick-ass boss. She designs so fast. Her designs are awesome. She seems like such a character. And I haven't really gotten to meet her too much yet. But full circle all coming back this summer my boss is going to Ireland for two weeks so I will be running the shop alone I believe it'll be just me and this designer Grace for two weeks and I'm hoping to pick up the show back over the summer then because man it'll be all of what this has led to you know two weeks alone I've got to run it I've got to make everything I've got to keep people happy like this this will (laughs) be This will be a crazy, crazy adventure. I can't imagine what it will be like. And, um, oh man, thinking of Boris McRae, thinking of all these people, weekly customers, house accounts, all these things. So I'm hoping to bring this all back over the summer and and have some stories with Grace and what me trying to, half run a business on my own is gonna look like I'm nervous but like I know in situations like that there's like no other option than to than to pull through and just do it (laughs) so the goal you know would be 
you definitely want to keep this around, bring bring some stories back. I'd love to get a website up and going and, and write out some of these stories. I think they're just too important to me and I, I talk about them too much to, to let them go. But this flower shop, these flower shop stories will not end. They'll be around for quite a while. Uh, I appreciate every time you guys have listened and and checked things out. I know I have I have some book ideas and website ideas and story ideas, and I'll keep them posted on all. I we have Twitter backpedal. Uh, everything's I believe is just like at backpedal or at backpedal podcast. But we've got an, a Twitter, an Instagram, a Facebook page. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. SoundCloud. We're on so many places. And we will be back. This has been a great first few episodes. It's really taught me a lot, but really can't explain how much I appreciate you guys and how much I hope I, I, I want to stress to you how many more crazy stories there will be in the future. So I hope this podcast has just made you think a bit more about something that can be very easily just taken at face value. And I encourage you all to to truly stop and smell the roses. I think that's something I genuinely do every single day is when I see a new flower, even if I know what it is, if it's just very beautiful, I will stop and just go look at it, touch it, smell it. It's it's beautiful and and there's truly nothing like them, nothing else like them, except maybe dead bodies, I guess. But I, I guess there's not an expression that says stop and smell the dead bodies. <sighs> I'll save that and ask Aurora how she feels about that. But stop and smell the roses, guys. Tune back in. Reach out. Ask questions. Follow. We will be back. Thank you guys so much. And um, back, back pedal. Nope. I end all of these so bad. Oh, man. Flower power. Dead bodies. More like flower, flower shoddies. You know? Maybe... That's it. That's definitely the one. Well, I'll see you guys over the summer when I'm running the shop alone. That's going to be <laughs> a story. Alrighty. Bye, guys. <laughs>